volume and intensity those two words probably get beaten around a hell of a lot when we're talking about cycling performance and coaching let's dig down into the detail and give some definitions to our understanding of what we mean by volume intensity and how we can balance that as an added bonus we're also going to talk about strength training and how that integrates in this balance of volume and intensity all right let's get started now volume when we talk about volume it's important to try and justify that most people just think miles get the miles in get the miles in and how many times have you been out for a ride and you've heard that term get the miles in got to get the miles in got to get the miles in just and then you probably heard people talk about oh it's just junk miles just going slow and easy it's just junk miles no, no training benefit it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong i'm going to tell you why your base training is of absolute utmost importance now when we talk about volume in the past yes being able to monitor it by how many miles you've done is great it's also great to boast about it like the rafa 500 ride and doing that sort of thing but the miles should be the end goal but the journey is more important than the destination and how you're going to track your base training is worthy of consideration now the easiest way is just forget miles forget kilometers forget distance and height gain anything like that and just think hours if there's one big shift in how you think that's got to be it start thinking about how many hours you spend rather than how many miles you do now there's other ways of doing that but i'll break that down in a second because first of all i need to just clarify why these base training miles are so important and why they have to be so so easy and it's not junk miles i promise you riding slowly is never a junk mile and that the reason is is about how we create energy and that's what we're trying to train our body to do when we do this long slow endurance training is to get our body to create energy what what does that mean let's just visualize inside our body for a second and let's just look at a muscle fiber now when we move our muscles there they go through this twitch and there has to be a chemical reaction that makes that muscle fiber twitch now we have a little chemical inside our body called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. I'm not going to get too much into that at the moment. You just need to know that ATP is the thing that makes a muscle twitch. And how we create that ATP is of critical importance. Now, this breaks down to that aerobic and anaerobic respiration. I'm sure those are two terms that you have talked about, but aerobic means with the presence of oxygen and this is really important so imagine for every molecule of glucose there is in your body if we can combine that with oxygen then we can create 34 molecules of atp once we start to run out of oxygen we have to rely on our anaerobic system to back that up it becomes a lot less efficient probably only four molecules of of atp depending on how you put that through the citric acid cycle anyway the point is when you've got oxygen available to you 
you can create significantly more energy ATP than you can without oxygen. Now, this is where things like the VO2 max and stuff like that comes in. But what we're most interested in is your speed aerobically. That really is what we're working on here because if you can go fast at an aerobic level of intensity, now we're talking, now we can do some, now we can do some good stuff. So this is why this base training is so important because if you go just a little bit faster, what happens is that you don't necessarily put extra stress on your aerobic system. You're actually introducing your anaerobic system. So the introduction of that anaerobic energy creation now takes off a bit of the stress of the aerobic system. When we ride this tempo level, we're this hybrid athlete. To be honest, we're always hybrid athlete. Your, your body is always using all types of energy systems, but just the, um, the priority it gives. Now, when we train really easy, there's no need for your anaerobic system to do any work. And if we get our aerobic training just right, we can really just put a little bit of strain and stress onto that aerobic system and then force an adaptation. And we can do that by long, slow endurance training. And if you really, really want to pinpoint it, you can go and get a VO2 test. And if you've never had a VO2 test and you're worried about this base training, it's worth doing because in that test, we'll be able to very accurately pinpoint that point at where your aerobic system asks for a bit more backup and support from your anaerobic and we can zone that out it's really really important so that's what we're trying to achieve here is your speed from aerobic energy creation that's the that's the key that's the key thing um and once you can do that your the sky's the sky's the limit how we track this is one hours we just mentioned um, the other way we can start to do it once we start getting a bit more into our cycling and we have power meters, we can start looking at things like kilojoules or even the cumulative TSS that we talked about in the last episode. So rather than going, right, I'm going to go out on a 40-mile ride, you might think I'm going to go out on a three-hour ride, for instance. Um, and then you can start thinking, well, actually, I need to go on a ride where I accumulate around 200 TSS points. Um, at a level of intensity under 70% of my FTP. Now we're talking, now we're talking like pinpoint base training. Or maybe it's like, I need to go and burn 3000 kilojoules aerobically. And now you've got some really quality data that you can get into. That's how we adjust volume, how we assess volume. So if you're taking one thing away from this podcast, it is stop getting the miles in, Think about hours, that's your volume. Accumulate hours, that's the way to do it. And then after that, there's, there's a lot more to come up. Now, intensity is the really exciting bit because the intensity is how hard a workout is. And this is, this is where we can push things on. And you can only do that if you're rested and in a good enough condition to do it. And we push things on, that's what we look for, your max power, trying to push things a bit harder than you have done. But if you're fatigued, like we talked about in the last episode, you can't do that. But also the intensity is where we can start being very sport specific and specificity is the game here. 
And this is one of the skills of a coach really is to look at the type of cycling discipline that you're into. And we can also break down what you're good at, what you're not so good at. And then we can do intensity training to adjust your current abilities to the demands of your type of cycling discipline. And that gets quite exciting. But the important thing is that intense workouts, hard workouts need to be done when you're prepared. And that means you're going to be rested, as in not fatigued. You have to have slept well. You have to have good levels of blood glucose. That's important because you need that energy in there. You need to be well hydrated. Your joints need to be healthy. You need to be warmed up and ready to go. You need to be ready to perform at your best. And if you can do that, that's when you get those fitness gains is by taking those opportunities when everything is right to force your body to adapt. And that's where we measure intensities. Now, we talked about intensity factors back in level one. When you got that FTP score, we can now work out how hard you worked relative to your current best effort. Now, we can break that down further by looking at things like your critical powers, like your one-minute power, your three-minute power, your five-minute power. And this is where sports-specific stuff comes in. Now, Excerpt, we talked about Excerpt before, this piece of online software, kind of gives you a bit of guidance on this. And actually, to be fair, so does the Sufferfest or the Wahoo, whatever it's called these days, where it tries to model what type of cyclist you are, what type of cyclist you want to be, what type of critical power zones, like one minute, three minutes, seven minute, etc., is going to be most useful to you. And then we can start doing intensity training to that end. And that's where things get exciting. That's when we have our 80-20. You've got this great base training where you can create energy. And now we're going to add the intensity and we do it in a way that's going to be specific to your sport. And then what's great about this polarized method is that when you do want to go racing or you want to do your performance you put these two ends of the scale together and you perform in the middle in that lactate like ftp zone and that's that's where you get the fun bit again you know it's like yes we've got, we've got the power we've got the energy it's all going well right for the next part of this podcast, I want to talk about strength. And we talked about this in the last one. And we go, how do we integrate strength training? Because it's not easy to track in these bits of software. But strength training is so, so important. And the older you get, the more important it becomes. I can't stress that enough. The problem is cyclists don't like it because it's not easy to track. Like, how am I getting fitter? You know, we don't not interested in whether we can deadlift a certain amount of weight. You know, we're interested in how fast we can ride a bike. And we're not familiar with it. Most cyclists haven't grown up and been around weightlifting, which normally means we need a bit of help. Or if we try and do it on our own, we get scared of being injured or having that heavy leg syndrome. I get it. The other thing is that coaches aren't that familiar either. Now, if you go and do your coaching qualifications you'll probably find that the national governing bodies would say strength training, strength training, really, really important, really important. Make sure your athletes do strength training, but we're not going to teach you how to do that. You're going to need to go and get another coach. And when an athlete who has gone, right, this year, I want to be better on my, on my bike, I'm going to get a coach. And they go to that coach and they pay their money. That coach is in a really difficult position because 
They can't then say, what you need to do now is go and get a personal trainer or a strength coach. <laughs> um, in all honesty, if I was to look back on my career, I would probably say that the strength coaching was probably more value than the cycle coaching. What we've learned about cycle coaching in this podcast is probably very easy knowledge to obtain. The strength coaching is so specialized, so unique and so powerful. Um, and it's something that I'm really chasing in my career now is to get those skills in coaching when you can really give an athlete confidence in their body of how it moves and how it works is, is brilliant. Luckily here at MapDeck, we've got a team of excellent strength coaches who can observe and spot and advise and motivate and program. It's, um, it's an incredible atmosphere, but we're quite unique. You know, not many coaches have that ability. You normally have an individual coach who doesn't have the ability to also strength, um, to coach strength. If you do find one, they're a rare breed in pro teams, national teams, they often have separate strength coaches and sports-specific cycling coaches. If you look at the Instagram of your favorite athlete, I guarantee you they are in the gym. Like, I don't care how skinny and, and how lean you think they are, they are in the gym. I, just go and check, just believe me. And there's phenomenal stuff like Nino Scherter, great example. He actually did some great YouTubes about how he trains in the gym. And he is wiry, small, bloody strong some of the videos he's done he is shifting some big weights and he is not a big guy and i think that's important to note because i think a lot of cyclists have this big built up like um worry that they're suddenly going to bulk out that they're going to become like the incredible hulk or something that doesn't happen you know doing two hours worth of strength training in a 10-hour program is not going to build your big muscles it's not going to happen it's going to make you stronger and what i mean by stronger is force production you are going to be able to exert more force on the pedals how do you ride a bike faster you push on the pedals for harder that's the only way the only way to make your bike go faster is to push on the pedals harder that's it then all you need to do is be able to have the energy to sustain that level see where i'm going with this now, strength is the foundation of all sport. Just let that sink in for a second. Every single sport that you can think of, tiddlywinks, tennis, cricket, everything requires a human to exert a force on an object. In cycling, we exert a force on pedals, our upper body exerts it on the force to control the bike. The stronger we are, the more force we can exert on the tool of our sport. Now, the foundation of all strength is mobility. And mobility is so important because if you haven't got the range of movement of the muscle, you're really not getting an effective use of that muscle. Just think about that position that a cyclist rides, you know, sat, bent over, and think about the angle between your torso and your thigh when your pedal's at top dead center. That is a constricted position to be in. To then try and use your glute and your quad to push down on the pedal from that position needs good mobility. Okay, add into that some strength from that glute and that quad. Now we're pushing onto that pedal harder. Now, that's force production. Now, 
to get that, I'm not going to go into too much strength coaching. But proper strength coaching should be heavy and low repetitions. We're talking five to eight lifts of a heavy weight, maybe three or four sets with lots and lots of rest in between. Heart rate's not going to go very high, but those last reps, those last little repetitions should be just doable. That's how you build strength. It's not going to pump your muscles. You're not going to look like Arnie. You're just going to develop strong force production and good joint health and good mobility. Just do it. The next part of that equation, great, strong. You've got force production. We, we need power. You know, uh, cycling is all about the power. And power is force times velocity. So we need to add some speed into this strength. And we can do that. Uh, one with the barbell still, those squats, deadlift, bench presses, those power lifting moves that we got our strength from. And we can now start reducing the weight and increasing the speed that we do those moves at. I prefer to go look at kettlebells for this movement and some of the stuff on the turbo trainer. This is where in the power phase of building, we can then go kettlebell moves are fantastic because they they unbalance the body just like a bike does. You need some core stability. You need some coordination. You need some speed. You know, to swing a kettlebell or to snatch a kettlebell requires some coordination. And all those skills are useful for the cyclist. Also, you can add this velocity on the bike. And this is where our short, hard intervals come in. Like those bits where you've really got to stamp on the pedals and really get them turning at high cadence. You know, this is generating power. This is overloading your body, getting power. Force times velocity. Then the last part of the equation is speed. Now we now need to just turn this into speed on the bike specific to the discipline that we're doing. And if we've got the energy production going and we've done sports specific intensity training, now we've got speed. Coupled to the fact that if we've got great mobile muscles that we can hold in the aero position, Great if we've now got a core stability so that we can have a steady pelvis and put more force on the pedals. We just need to add the function and the endurance on top of that. That's where cycling coaching gets really exciting for me is being able to do all of that, break it down and give that athlete the package that they need to really perform. So the equation is simple, strength, power, speed. Right. More on that in the next episode, I think. Thank you very much for listening to me rant on once more. I look forward to seeing you again super soon. Bye.